Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russ, and thank you for joining me. Man, I had a blast last night. So, uh, Miles, I've been training with now for, you know, boy type, for about four or five months, maybe four months at this point. And uh, he's like, I think we're ready to start dropping into some classes in the area. I'm like, oh boy. He's like, I know one where there's going to be fighters, like kids that just fought this weekend. I'm like, really? <laughs> All right, let's go. So last night we strapped it up and uh, we both dropped into a class at a place called Evolution Athletics up here in Maine. Really nice place in Saco. Very nice gym. Very beautiful facility. And uh, really nice guys. Coach was great. I don't recall his name. But the coach was was awesome. And uh, they have all kinds of classes there. Wrestling and jujitsu and all that stuff, uh, but we dropped in for a sparring class. I'll tell you what, man, um, I think I, I did a decent job of holding my own, did a very decent job of holding my own. First kid you could tell was just a box, you know, this kid was a little Mexican kid, or maybe not Mexican, but Latin American kid, <laughs> um, super polite kid, really nice kid, you know, and he, he, he kept it pretty slow with me, but, uh, after the first round, he's like, I'm really impressed by your pace, you know, for how big you are. Usually big guys aren't that fast and they don't have a pace like that. Him and I were going back and forth, you know, two, three strikes and boom, I was countering. I was trying to focus on countering. My second match when whatever, he sparred session went really well. Bigger kid, lots of experience, um, held my own in that one. Then the third one, <laughs> this uh, Asian kid with a rat, like a ponytail, like a really tightly braided ponytail, sides of his head shaved, and these like real Muay Thai shorts on. He points at me. I'm like, God, oh, man, this kid's gonna make a statement, isn't he? And he started off with a really hard teep, which is a front kick right to your solar plexus, enough to move me back a little bit. I'm a big guy, and he was maybe 160, maybe, soaking wet. Um, and he moved me, and it hurt. <laughs> so uh, I fired back a couple shots at him. But the thing is, usually when I start firing shots back at somebody, they move, but they start moving back. You know, I'm big, I'm strong, I'm powerful. He didn't move at all. He stood there. I'm like, damn. So uh, he kept, he cracked me with a couple good knees. We got into a clinch. He got me with a couple good knees right in the ribs. I've never been. Miles doesn't really need me that hard. So I haven't been kneading the ribs really hard yet. He got me really, really hard in the ribs. So I caught his leg and I picked him up and slammed him, you know, swept him. And he goes, he hops right up and he goes, oh, strong man shit, huh? <laughs> and wham, next thing I know, I got these legs coming up to my head and he's kicking me in the head, kicking me in the side. So I got my butt kicked pretty bad in that one. Um, you know, this kid had years and years and years of experience, fighting experience and um, I sat out the next one because I was so gassed. Uh, my cardio was definitely the biggest drawback. Uh, the next one after that, I don't remember, did pretty well. Fought this really tall kid. I mean, when I say tall, this kid was like 6'8", 6'9", you know, and that was interesting. So I just kicked his legs out, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I fought the coach, sparred with the coach. And, you know, he was really nice, you know, but he peppered me up. He let me know, like, I'm the alpha around here. You know what I mean? It just, he was fast, and he wasn't even trying. That's the scary part. 
is how little effort he was putting forth. But afterwards, he was like, hey, you did really good. He's like, big guys have a tendency to be really tight and stiff. And he's like, you were loose. You had a good flow. You were countering. He's like, I could tell you were gassed. You know, I'd like to see you a little fresher. I'm like, hey, I'll be back. So, um, yeah, I had fun, man. And I'm not too sore today, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's a DPC-157. I don't know if it's the ice pass. But I ain't that sore today. I feel good. I felt so alive leaving that place. I'm going to let you guys know. Full disclosure, I was nervous. I had butterflies. You know, you just don't. You know, you got guys in there. I'm in the locker room. And they got cauliflower here. Like, these, these are guys, this, this is their whole life. This is their whole life. It'd be like them coming to one of my business conferences. You know what I mean? Like, what I've done, devoted my life to for the past 15 years. You know, this is their, their whole life. This is their whole existence. These guys basically live in the gym. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I'm telling you, man, you got to get, I keep saying it. And I'll keep saying it. You need to get into combat sport as a man. I personally, having done a few of them, um, I would personally recommend... It's hard to... I mean, for striking, I, I think Muay Thai. You know, you learn how to use all of your weapons. Knees, elbows, fists, feet. You know what I mean? For your ground game, try to get wrestling and jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? I've got a strong wrestling background, which has helped me immensely. If my boys, when I have boys, will not have a choice, they will wrestle. They will wrestle. They will not have a choice. They're going to wrestle with me the moment they can crawl. And I'm going to get them in. The moment I can get them into a class, they're going to be in a class, they're going to be wrestling. Um, wrestling is such a good base. And not only is it a good base for just the martial arts, but your mentality, your discipline, your work ethic. My, I don't know where I would be in life right now if it wasn't for wrestling. I don't know. I don't know that I would have the mental toughness. I don't know that I would have the discipline. I don't know that I would have the focus that I have now if it wasn't for wrestling. I really don't. I mean, I'm, I look back at our practices, man. We would start off some days. We would start off running a mile. So you run a mile first to start the practice. Then we would do drills up and down the mats, like shots all the way up and down, front rolls, back rolls, back flips and front flips if you could. Um, <clears throat> all kinds of calisthenics, stretching. And then we would drill for an hour. Drilling's not easy. You know, you drill a double leg and you're both going, you're doing five each. You pick the other guy up and put him down five times in a row. And then he picks you up and puts you down five times and five and five and five. You know, you usually did things ten times. So you would drill and then we would have live, live wrestling, which is like sparring. Like you're going live, you pick an opponent, you're going. And it's hard, man. And then you would have conditioning. Wait, I thought you already did. Nope. Then it's another mile or two miles, and then it's sprints, and then it's farmer's carries, bear crawls. It's like, dude, wrestling was nuts, nuts. 
If you can make it through a wrestling practice, I've got respect for you. No matter where you finish, no matter if you were good or not, <clears throat> I was pretty good. I finished uh, my, my high school record was like 137 and 38 or something like that. Um, and I started varsity in eighth grade. They pulled me up because I didn't have any competition. I was pinning everybody, so they pulled me up. That was a lot of fun. But man, I'm telling you, dude, I wish I'm obsessed. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about Muay Thai all day now. It's on my mind all day long. And I realized as a man how much I needed that. When I got home last night, I was so calm. I was so at peace. You know, I sat down, I read my book, I cooked my wife and I dinner, had a big steak and six eggs and three big pieces of slab bacon, <laughs> some bone marrow. And I was just at peace and I, I just, I, did, I forgot how much I needed that. I forgot how much I needed that. So, I don't know, point is, man, go get into a combat sport. For sure. Go get into Muay Thai. Think people just don't do it because they're afraid, which is stupid. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. Um, that money episode. If you haven't listened to the fix your mindset with the money <clears throat> from last month, that one's starting to trend a little bit. I see that one's gaining a lot of views <clears throat> every single day. Go back and listen to that one. I'll be teaching another class this week uh, on money and how to think about money. But um, what was I going to say? I had something I wanted to talk about. No, we're not going to talk about the migrants today. Whoa, 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 whoa. This dude almost rear-ended this lady. I ain't paying attention at all. Come on, people, fucking go. What are these people doing, man? Sorry for the F word. I can't believe. Man, these people are just so slow out here. Maine people are so slow. They're so damn slow. It's crazy to me. This lady is taking a left-hand turn at this light. The car is six or seven car lengths past her, and she's still sitting there. What are you doing? You know what I mean? You guys, you guys listen. People that listen to me daily, you know how often I'm like in traffic. And I'm like, I cannot believe. It goes back to what I've been saying, will continue to say until the day I die. The quality of the average person is so low now. People are so stupid and slow and fat and gross and addicted. And brains are warped. Your hormones are all over the place. People are just, uh, and this is why I tell you guys, it's like it's not hard to be an exceptional person. <clears throat> it's not hard at all to become an exceptional person because the quality of the average person is so low. It's not hard to stand out. It's not hard to command presence or command respect with your presence uh, when you match yourself up against the average person.
is average people, man, are, um, that's scarier to me than anything. I would never, I, I look at these people and I'm just like, I, I don't know, how do you do it? Uh, there's no, where is that, where's that, and many of you that listen to me will know what I'm talking about. Where's that, like, internal fire? Where's that desire to be great? Where's I don't know. I just don't get it, man. I was talking on my Instagram story the other day. I found out that I have Macedonian lineage, lineage uh, tracing back close to around Alexander the Great. And I think blood memories are a real thing to some degree. You know, look at how important Jesus' bloodline was, right? <clears throat> look at how important that was. So... I just, um, is it a bloodline thing or most people just peasants? You know what I mean? But I have a lot of people in my family, not my nuclear family, but my extended family that are bums, you know? So maybe that's not, I don't know. I've been looking for an answer recently. Why do certain people have it? What is it? How can we qualify and quantify it? What is it? It's that innate desire to achieve. And to me, it's not just one area. I think that some somewhat average people can be pretty good at certain things. I'm talking about the person that pursues excellence in every area of their life. What, where does that come from? Does it have to do with environment? Does it have to do with upbringing? Does it have to do with, is it just genetic? Is it something in your DNA? Is it... Is it a trauma? <laughs> is it what? What is it that makes us those who pursue the highest levels of excellency in our spiritual life, our physical life, our mental life, our relationships, our fight? What is it that pushes us to be excellent? I I can't. I wish I knew. You know what I think. I've always had this idea, so nobody steal it. I'm trademarking it right here on the podcast. I had an idea, and I've had this idea for a book, um, where I want to get interviews with as many successful people as I can. And I want to have these long interviews with these people, and I want to be able to summarize what they say in a page. And every day of this, pay, every day of this book, let's just say it's 200 pages long, It'll be 200 high achievers, maybe two pages, so 400 pages long or whatever. That's that's pretty long for a self-help book, but um, no, it's not. What am I saying? People are just lazy. Like, it would have a background, and then I'd summarize their, their thoughts and feelings and emotions and everything that they have to say about becoming successful. And I feel like if I were to put just 200 people down on paper, people that are maybe pull like a Muay Thai champion, world champ, pull a billionaire or a multi-millionaire, pull a um, successful franchise owner, pull a successful stock trader on Wall Street, pull a, a high-level, very well-renowned lawyer, uh, pull, you know, people from different walks of life, pull a father with a big family, that maybe doesn't have a whole lot of financial success, but has a massive amount of success in his family and home life. Great kids, great wife, great relationships. 
people that just dominate areas of their life and just put all of their thoughts on paper and just summarize it and put it into two pages, a background story and um, so you can kind of paint a mental picture of the person and then, you know, a page of, this is this is my best attempt to take what they said and put it on a page, one page of writing. And um, I think that that would be cool to read because I, I kind of have a mission. And there's all kinds of books out there. Like Just off the top of my head, you have like Tim Grover's Relentless, right? You have Angela Duckworth's uh, Grit. You know, all of these people, and there's those are just two out of hundreds that I've read that I can think of off the top of my head right now. <clears throat> but these people try to qualify and quantify what makes somebody special. What makes somebody special? You know, Tim Grover has, what's it, the the something, the closer, and the cleaner, right? <laughs> Where you have uh, your lower level guys, I can't remember the name for it. Then you have your closers, then you have your cleaners, like Kobe Bryant was a cleaner, right? Um, Angela Duckworth talks about grit being the one thing that makes high-level achievers high-level achievers, and I think it would just be interesting to just... But these people are all one-dimensional in their approaches. Like, I, I noticed that Duckworth analyzed just, like, certain types of business people. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, you know, Grover obviously fo- focused more on athletes. I'd love to have a couple athletes. I'd love to have a couple high-level business people. I'd have to love to have a couple high-level spiritual people, like some guys that are in the upper echelon of like spiritual life fathers in the church fathers at home guys with really good home lives and just and just pull them all and break them down and, and figure out what makes them tick and put it all in a book and at the end summarize common themes or maybe I leave that to the reader you know, maybe that's your job that I don't put it out there for you because we all might take different things away from it. So that is there really one? I don't know. It's it's hard to say because you hear so many. There are fundamental principles to success that do not change. People have different words for them. People have different words for discipline, but it's still discipline. People have different words for goals, but it's still goals. People have different words for perseverance, and it's still perseverance. You know, I'm reading the uh, founder, uh, Stephen Schwarzman. Uh, the founder of BlackRock, his book right now, and one of his things is is being able to take lots of different information. He said, I can remember he was saying last night, and forgive me if I butcher it, but he was saying last night in his first job interview, uh, he went to Yale, and his first big job interview outside of uh, school was at a, a like a Wall Street firm, trading firm, and he said he wanted to be a circuit board. You know, be able to take information from all different types of people and organize it and put it into one thing. You know what I mean? Like he, he had, that was his, and he's got other things like go big and other things that he says in his book that make people successful. But that was one of his top ones. It's being able to organize vast amounts of information. That's another big one is, you know, a lot of highly successful businessmen are able to organize vast amounts of information and make a play call and win. That's my job. My job in my businesses is I need to take all of the information that's in front of me. This department, this department, this department, this department, this department. See these trends. 
and come up with a solution. That's what makes a real leader in entrepreneurship. That's what makes a real leader in entrepreneurship. And, and Schwartzman talks about this. But all this goes to say is it would just be so cool to... What the hell they got going on up here? It would be so cool to put all of these people's... And I'm sure there's something similar out there. I don't know. I've never read it. But it would be so cool to put all of these people's ideas in one book and see if there are common themes, which I know there will be, obviously, but is there one, is there one main one? That's the thing. And maybe, I don't know if it's my fear, it's not a fear, it's like, to me it's like, maybe it's just something you have or you don't, is what I'm trying to say. Maybe we get these 200 people or however many I'm able to get put them all on paper and we read them and it's just we realize at the end of the day you either got it or you don't you know um steve schwartzman was talking about you know leaders can be made um managers can be made but like entrepreneurs are born you know is it just is it just something that you have you're born with again that's the that's the question man i would love to hear your guys's thoughts on this if you do have time um, to shoot me a message, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, what you think is it? What what makes somebody great? Are you born with it, or is it something that can be developed? Maybe you're maybe you're given the raw material from the start, and you need to develop it. But maybe some people don't have that raw material. That's the question. Maybe some people just don't have the raw material. You know, and why were some created to be great and not others? You know, and that's you know, it's what God says is that some, the potter makes a vessel for waste and refuse, and another one as a beautiful ornament. Who are we to say to the potter what's fair and not fair, right? That the wicked were created for the day of evil, right? Which is a hard thing for people to hear. A hard thing for people to hear, you know. Um, do you have enough space? What's up? Do you got enough space? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yes, sir. Um, you know, that's that's the question, man. That's the question. So, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Have a great day, and I'll talk to y'all later. Love you. Bye.